0: everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant
1: be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other host, and I'm Tenant Michael. And James, you sound very serious right now. You sound like um, like a news broadcaster, like a, mm. someone hosting the news and has something very important to uh, tell the viewers
0: well, I'm sick of people viewing this podcast as, oh, it's silly, it's fun, and I want to. I want us to get into hard, hard news. Uh, you know, I want to be scouted by by the Sun News Network, by the Rebel. You know, right. like I, I think this is an opportunity for me to grow in that direction.
1: Absolutely, I could see you uh, joining the team at Rebel Media. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, doing. Uh, Uh, showing up with the crew the camera crew where you're least wanted and you know yes asking the tough questions to the politicians you know
0: absolutely and um the one thing is though i would definitely have to work on my you know uh, i'd I'd have to hit the gym i'd have to work on my image because all the guys who are on at the rebel are very um you know they're, they're stunning And uh, and, uh, there's a high level of, you have to have the right clothes, the right hairstyle. So I'd have to really work on that.
1: You know, I I was listening to CBC, uh, their flagship arts and culture program Q today. Mm -hmm. And they had on two children of entertainment icons. They had on Bruce Lee's daughter, Shannon Lee, I believe her name is. And then they also had Stompin' Tom Jr., the son of and Tom Connors on. Huh. Yeah. And he well, was... What, what for? Just to... What do you mean, what check for? In, we're <laughs> check in. Check <laughs> in.
0: <laughs> well, uh, it's time. We we don't even ever need a reason to bring him on. Stompin' Tom Jr., just go.
1: Yeah. So he, he was on because apparently there's some a new release of and Tom music coming out. And it's... Stomp and Tom apparently like the month before he died recorded a few hundred songs just like in a manic burst of creative energy he hmm. he was there pulling these all-nighters recording uh, song after song about Canada and it's finally being released.
0: That's cool. Uh and is Stomp and Tom Jr involved or he just
1: he's just I,
0: I helping think- release it?
1: I think he oversees the Stompin' Tom Connors estate, so he's okay. he's your guy if, that you want to talk to for anything Stompin' Tom related. I feel like if this had been
0: Stompin' Tom's heyday <laughs> while we're doing the podcast, I, it would have been cool if we could have reached out and gotten to, him to record a version of the theme song. Absolutely. Or, you know, if we brought back uh, the segment The Game, maybe get a Stompin' Tom version of that theme
1: song. Absolutely. It's time for the game, you know? I, I, I think you're absolutely right. It's too bad that he passed away long before we started this show. Um, I also think it's too bad that he's not around today, because it would have been interesting to, to, you know, to get to hear, you know, what, what would Stompin' Tom have thought about, you know, vaccines, or, you know, <laughs> taking a knee, perhaps, or, you know, he could have written so many wonderful songs about these, these issues that were, you know, they're always, we're always talking about them.
0: Yeah, you're you're completely right. Um, people from his era have a, a lot of opinions, and <laughs> they usually end up being very good.
1: So, uh, just one more thing. I've got Stompin' Tom on the mind, but his son yep. talked about how Stompin' Tom, I guess in the 70s, uh, returned all of his Junos because he was disgusted with the lack of support for Canadian artists in Canada. And yeah. his son was like he T- Tom kept seeing, you know, his contemporaries go south of the border to find great success. Whereas he he was determined to make a go of it here in Canada. And just imagining, you know, stopping Tom in, the, in 1972, perhaps, you know, turning on the radio, hearing, you know, Joni Mitchell or Neil Young or Leonard Cohen going like that could have been me if I had if I had gone <laughs> to America. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, w- wonderful sentiment, I think, by Tom. But yeah, it is. It maybe was a little bit easier for him to to yes. to say he's going to stay here and fight the good fight because it is hard to imagine him at the Hollywood Bowl um,
1: <laughs> singing about uh, Tilsonburg, Ontario. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little easier for him than the guess who, you yeah. know what I
1: mean? Also, he's putting. I guess maybe Stomp and Tom saw himself in the, in the same league. As someone like Joni Mitchell or Neil Young.
0: <laughs> Maybe.
1: Maybe. Maybe if he'd gone to, you know, Laurel Canyon, Stomp and Tom would have been, you know, as big as Carol King or, you know, Crosby Stills and Nash. Or it
0: could have been Crosby Stills, Nash, Young, and Connors. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that have been cool if Stomp and Tom joined like a- another band? He became
1: the lead singer of Genesis after Phil
0: Collins leaves.
1: It's weird. This new Genesis album, and it's good, but it's it does seem to have a lot more songs about Cape Breton on it than their previous <laughs> material.
0: But those other guys in Genesis are so whacked out on
1: LSD, they probably wouldn't mm-hmm. even know. Do you think Tom? Do you think he had like a psychedelic phase? Because I don't know. I don't know if he was releasing, uh, you know, psyche albums. I only know his big hits, sort of. Yeah, I, I I'm
0: pretty sure Stomp and Tom had a psychedelic period. He was making music in that time, but he probably wasn't taking, you know, uh LSD or whatever the Beatles were on. He was it was probably just like being hyped up on cigarettes.
1: I'm kind of my mind on tobacco when I see a psychedelic <laughs> Newfoundland. <laughs> yeah.
0: His like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is like
1: Cigarette sp- in the ashtray.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cigarette in the ashtray. Making me
1: crazy. Relax, turn off your mind and float down the St. Lawrence River (laughs) to Montreal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, that's our weekly check-in on the world of Stompin' Tom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Boy, you know, he lived till 2013.
0: He's been... He was... He had a good... You know, I didn't realize he was uh, alive that recently.
1: I didn't know that either. Did he
0: do a 9-11 song? (laughs) He might have. He was still in his prime at that time.
1: Well, Muhammad Atta got into the cockpit and he took (laughs) his seat for the flight. And when they hit New York City, he uh, sat bolt upright.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think he uh, did a song also about um, how George W. Bush... Um, didn 't react in that classroom when he was told by an operative that nine right. eleven happened yeah yeah he was he was furious stomp and tom bush did nine eleven and bush did nine eleven <laughs> everybody in Halifax knows that
1: Bush did nine eleven <laughs> I think there's a stomp and tom statue in p e i or New brunswick wherever whichever province. He's from, I believe they have a uh, commemorative statue. And I, I just, fingers crossed, I hope none of these crazy activists, you know, get it in their minds that they got to pull down, you know, a Stompin' Tom statue.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing it here. I don't know where it is, but uh, there's a bronze statue of Stomp, Stompin' Tom and his left hand is positioned for the chord of C minor, one of the major chords in the song Sudbury Saturday Night.
1: Wow, very specific.
0: That's a cool name for a song. I mean, we are having fun with Stomp and Tom, (laughs) but I love that he's saying a song about Sudbury Saturday Night. I've never been to Sudbury, but I've been to North Bay, which is close. Right. And uh, I'm glad somebody is is making that into music.
1: Well, Sudbury Saturday Night is basically Stomp and Tom's version of, you know, know, uh, Heart of Gold by Neil Young. (laughs) You know, that's his song he's best known for. Absolutely. And it's better. It's better. It
0: is better. It is better. Good old Stump and Tom.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, Mike, Um. you might have noticed in the news lately um, that Richard Branson, Virgin, mm-hmm. now you probably think I'm calling him a virgin. No, he owns a company called Virgin.
1: No, so- something tells me the guy is, you know, he's been with a woman before.
0: Yes, he, he, you know what? Sometimes you can just tell if yeah. a guy has been with a lady before. And with Richard, you look at him and you go, that guy's been with a lady.
1: When you t- see him, you're like, yeah, he's been with a woman. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you can just tell. Some guys you look at and you're not sure. Richard, Yeah, I, I, w- I would, I would bet it all. I would bet the house that oh. he's made love to a, a woman. Yes, a woman. In yeah. his life.
1: Anyway, he um, flew into space he did he went to the edge of space they made a big deal of it he went 70 year old billionaire went to the edge of space and then he told everyone that you know finally humanity can dream again
0: and you know the concept of edging has been growing in popularity <laughs> for years now and he's basically taking that to the farthest degree you possibly could going Absolutely. to the edge of space and um not only is is mr branson uh now uh been into space but jeff bezos wants to go to space too another billionaire very rich man and it's kind of this trend now where these billionaires they all want to go to space they all want to get out of here go go, you know they want to kind of it seems like a bit of a vanity project they're going out there and and uh going to space and coming back well you know it's funny mike because um we're here recording this in canada
1: which is not um, in space i mean i guess technically we are in space but you know what I yeah. mean? Techn-
0: yeah. Yet, well, that's true. Um, and we have a couple billionaires as well. And um, but we do things a little different here. We're watching the rest of the world. We're watching England and the United States go into space. And here in Canada, we, you know, we're a little more down home. We're a little more yes.
1: modest, right? As Stomp and Tom would say. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so we we aren't interested in that. And I've actually been uh, having some meetings with some of Canada's uh, billionaires. I'm talking um, really? Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful.
1: Okay. I'm
0: talking Jim Balsillie, the creator of BlackBerry.
1: Okay.
0: okay. And um, we're coming up with a plan on, on what we can do with our Canadian billionaires. Th- that's, a, that's like going into space, but with a, our own spin on it. Okay. And uh, do you want to hear the plan we've got going?
1: I guess you're going to tell me anyway, so sure, why not? Instead
0: of going out into space and following the, you know, the herd, we do the opposite. The
1: opposite mm-hmm,
0: we go down that's right. we're digging into the earth, okay, so we're taking billionaires and we're going into the ground and and guess how deep Mike
1: I don't know ten fifty feet <laughs>
0: <laughs> you must be joking. We're going deeper than that we are our goal is to to send the first Canadian billionaire. Into hell. So we're going to dig deep enough. We've got priests We've got priests on board with us here. And we're going to dig deep enough until we crack through the roof of hell. And we can finally visit hell. And it's going to be Canada. It's going to be Canadian billionaires doing this. No okay. Bezos. No Branson. It's going to be O'Leary and a couple other dudes. And we're going to find hell down below. And we're going to go in there and uh,
1: do it the Canadian way. Right. Okay. That sounds... Uh, I don't even know how to respond to to what you're telling me, but you've got priests involved and billionaires in your search for hell.
0: Yes. Yes. Billionaires for the cash, the moolah, and priests for, uh, well, guidance, uh, suggestions on what to do (laughs) should we encounter a demon on the
1: way. Right. Wow. So, and but why are you, here's the question, why, you know, these guys are going to space because they want to turn it into a business where they can, you know, charge money for rides to space. What the heck are you going to do if you do find hell? little thing called
0: monetization, um, tourism, uh, you know, we're going to send celebrities there. Uh, you know, we've already lined up a deal with the Moffats to bring them down to have them check <laughs> it out. Should we find it? Really? Um, absolutely. Um, members of the Winnipeg Jets. Um, so look out for this. Like I said, you know, you got Bezos, you got you got uh, Branson. They're doing their thing. We're doing our thing here. Thanks, and we're fine.
1: All right. Well, I do support Canadian know how and you know Canadian <laughs> uh, the Canadian way of doing things. So I give you my cautious support. And I, I'm just I'm just going to say, if you are actually bringing the Winnipeg Jets down to hell, please have you're going to need more than like. Two priests. You're gonna to need to bring a lot of priests just oh, to make sure everyone fair. is blessed, everyone's taken care of. You know.
0: Well, um, I'll tell you why I brought the Winnipeg Jets down to hell. Because we didn't need to bring the Toronto Maple Leafs down to hell. Because <laughs> their fans are already there. Oh God. Just We're gonna get some hate audition mail for, for that. a Canadian yeah. satire, political satire show. <laughs> um, well, yeah, good luck. That's, that's, what's, that's what's going on with me. It's just a plan yeah. right now. Um. Nothing set in stone, but we're just having meetings we're talking, having drinks. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. yeah
1: well, um, do you want to hear about my uh, weekend, the latest in my world? Sure so uh, we're recording this on monday the the day after the Italian national soccer team's historic victory at the uh, Euro Cup 2020 that happened in uh, in London yesterday. Uh, That we're going to talk to our guest Suze. Suze Kempner about that, actually. But Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, uh, Toronto's got tons of Italian people, Italian Canadians. And, you know, when Italy won, I wanted to get in on the fun. You know, I was seeing on Twitter that, you know, Little Italy and Corso Italia were full of of revelers and people having a nice time. So I uh, wanted to have fun, but I also wanted to make sure everyone was safe. So what I did is I dressed up like an angel with my wings and my special shirt and my sandals, and I, uh, got my butt down to Little Italy. I'm sorry, you dressed up like an angel? Yes, let me explain why I dressed up like an angel when I went to Little Italy. See, um, people were partying, people were being a little rough, but maybe people have had a few too many drinks, and they're feeling a little raucous. So, um, as I'm sure I've told you this before, but I'm part of a, uh... A local volunteer organization called Nona's Little Angels? I've never heard you say that. You've never heard me say Nona's Little Angels? I've never heard you say Nona's
0: Little Angels, no.
1: Okay, well, are you familiar with the Guardian Angels volunteer organization in New York City. They sort of, they're a volunteer um, group of men with berets who make sure that the streets are safe from, you know, muggers or drug dealers or street crime. Basically. Yeah.
0: Is that that yeah. Curtis Silwa guy?
1: Is he one yeah. of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So known as little angels, we take our inspiration from the guardian angels, but we specifically uh, look out for elderly Italian women known as so I was dressed up like an angel I got my butt down to Little Italy and uh, within a few minutes, you know, I saw what looked to me like a Nona in need. And so... so
0: can I, oh, sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Michael. No, keep I asking I, I ruined me. your flow. I, I was just going to say, so these Nona's little angels, mm-hmm. when you're off pra- pra- patrolling the streets, yes. if you saw someone being mugged or what have you, and they weren't a Nona, am I right in saying that you... You what you don't do anything that's correct, yeah, so it, we, it's only protection for nonas
1: we're called nona's little angels we're not called okay we 're not the guardian angels that's the guardian angels or the police's job, or everyone should actually to be frank learn self defense and look out look after themselves, but before you interrupted me with your questions, um I got to little Italy, and things were really kicking off. it was a little scary i'm going to tell I, i'm a i'm a grown man you know i'm in the, uh, I mean, the prime of life, and even I felt threatened, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a little old Nona. She was backed against a, uh, a wall, and this, gro- this mob basically was going nuts. People had fireworks. And so what I did is I approached her, and I spread my wings, and I sort of like held her back and put my body between her and the crowd. Now, what I didn't know is that when you corner a Nona, they do not like it she reacted the way a cat does have you ever cornered a cat before james
0: yeah they they get really nervous and uh, they kind of lash out
1: yeah well she got nervous let me tell you uh, brother and she started hissing at me and her eyes looked insane and really? she was saying something in italian and I couldn't, I, I don't speak the language, so I don't know what she was saying. But anyway, I was trying to guard her. And then suddenly I was like, all right, I need someone to protect me from this Nona because she swung her cane at me and hit me right on the forehead and the temple. Oh, let me see on the, on the Skype video here. Yeah. Do you see there's a dent? Oh, yeah. It looks like
0: you have two temples. Like you've got the dent of your normal temple and then there's another dent right next to it.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: That's from Nona. So when it you hurts. said that Nona's eyes looked crazy... Are we talking about, like, she literally had cat eyes at that moment?
1: Well, I mean, not exactly, but she looked haunted. She looked uh, possessed, I guess is how I would put it. The Nona looked possessed, and she looked... She scared the hell out of me.
0: Because I know that about cats. I know, you know, you don't want to sneak up on them or scare them where they might lash
1: out. I did not know it was the same with Nona's. Yeah, well, I <laughs> I learned it myself last night. And uh, I'll tell you right now, I won't be cornering a Nona anytime soon unless I have... Was she hissing? Uh, plenty of backup. Yes, she was hissing. She was spitting. She was pounding her fists um, against the wall. She was stomping her feet, and she was, you know, she was kind of like moving her head back and forth in a very aggressive way. Wow, that's scary. Yeah. If you see a yeah. Nona, so like Jim
0: Carrey in the in the uh, the 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 sketch where he goes to clubs with Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan, the What is exactly. Love guys,
1: exactly like. Oh that. my god! Yeah. And she, you know, I. I the crazy thing was, she was just a, a little slip of a Nona. She couldn't have mm. been more than five feet tall, uh, maybe 95 pounds, you know, and uh, she really walloped me with her cane. Boy, oh
0: boy. So so you're part of this organization, Nona's Little yeah. Angels, and you're off there trying to protect Nona's, Yeah. and a Nona just, just goes after you.
1: Yeah, no, no respect. It reminds me of Ro- the comedian Rodney Dangerfield, you know? I, I don't get no respect. Oh, he didn't. You know, he's that was his catchphrase. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying that. I just felt disrespected by the Nona.
0: Oh no, I didn't know. I just didn't know if I didn't realize Rowdy Dangerfield wasn't respected.
1: That that was the whole basis of his. And uh, anyway, that's I. I just had a bad time, and I wish it had gone differently for me. Oh.
0: Well, I'm sorry to hear. I think it's weird that you're in that group anyway. So I'm can't weird. really surprise you got some comeuppance, but. I'm sorry about your head.
1: Thank you. And my wings ended up with blood stains because uh, she did uh, break the skin, and there was a bit of a bit of bleeding. So I have to get the, the, my darn wings cleaned.
0: Oh, so, sorry to hear that. Well, <laughs> um, before we move on to our uh, very fun guest, we should mention that we have a Patreon account.
1: Put your hands together and please go to patreon.com slash landlord tenant. And if you can, if you feel inspired to do so, you know, throw a couple, bu- throw a couple box or a hundo at us <laughs> and, and you can and if you help do, us.
0: If you do, you get a bonus episode a month. We just released one. Mm. Um, it was hot. It was
1: frankly horny
0: yeah. and, uh. Yeah. Talked yeah, a lot yeah. about uh,
1: the, the career, the surprisingly resilient career of Jeffrey Jones.
0: We did. Yeah. We did. The the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Might yeah. want to Google him. Um, so, yeah. And if you can't do the Patreon, if you could
1: rate his as we'd be
0: honored. And
1: thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, if you're listening to this and you enjoy us, check out our other podcast that we do with comedian and former guest on this show, Chris Locke. It's our new podcast called Evil Men. That I think as this episode is being released, we have three episodes available on the uh, pod catcher of your choice. Uh, we talk about Jeffrey Dahmer, Gargamel, and the Roman Emperor Caligula so far.
0: That's right. And uh, I'm just going to say it. Next topic Charles Ponzi.
1: Speaking of Italians. That's right. Yeah.
0: That's right. Real theme. Yeah. Well- um,. On that note, why don't we take a break and be right back.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Our guest this week is a show favorite who is joining us for, I believe, her third appearance. It's very uh, historic. She's a comedian, a singer, a twitcher, a tweeter, and the host of hit podcasts Mystery on the Rocks and The Queen podcast. Look, everyone,
2: it's Suze Kempner. Hey, Suze. Hey, hi. Thanks for having me back. The Thanks last for time I was here, back. well, it's, it's <laughs> nice. This is bookending everything cause the last time I was here, I worked out it was. Two days before I got COVID. Oh, oh my god! you yeah. really got COVID. So thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, I got it. I got it at the last gig that was allowed to take place, and I got there and went, "Oh, this place looks like a super spreader event," and it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you no. Do you
1: have your suspicions? Do you know maybe who who infected you with COVID?
2: Oh, I think it was everybody there. <laughs> it was. There were children running around at the front. We had our little petri dishes running at the front. Every singer got COVID at that gig. So, <laughs> oh
0: really? no, oh no. Was, was it? Were you? Was it a bad one, or were you? Were you okay? Oh, more or less.
2: I I had uh, the boring kind where I'm like, it was pretty bad, but then I was fine. But poor old Anna Kempner in the next room, my elderly mother she age 65, she, um, oh, it was really bad. There was a bit where I thought it's going to be really bad if she dies because I did that awful gig.
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Well, she's was fine least, now. Did the gig go well? So even if that, you know, if the worst had happened, you know. <laughs> it was a triumph. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there's it, that.
0: It's funny, like, that I feel like now we'll think about all these things differently. I was remembering, like, a couple years before COVID, being at a at a bar, and a guy I knew sneezed like clearly on my drink, and oh. I remember thinking like, "Oh, I shouldn't drink that." But then I'm also cheap, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going <laughs> to not drink this." And I the drank it. will burn it.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: and then I got sick. <laughs> and I just remember thinking like, "I'm so." He literally sneezed on my drink, and I still drank it anyway. I've learned a lot. From then that's very Sue's
2: Kempner energy that's the sort of thing <laughs> right yeah you drank your drink of course you drank your drink i I think I would still do that in covid I don't know <laughs> so I don't now know <laughs> you've
1: you've had it you you've also been vaccinated and uh so are you yes. basically like Im- impervious to ever
2: getting it again I had, I had one i've had one vaccine uh and i'm so i'm one more vaccine away from total invincibility excellent we're all gonna live that's forever. Great.
0: Ooh <laughs> I'm I'm two weeks from my second vaccine today. Ah. Oh nice. So, so I don't know. I mean I could do it I really could yeah, just do anything.
2: Yeah. yeah. Who cares? You, you get in the vaccine. You should
1: find a a police officer in your neighborhood and just sneak up behind him and take the gun out of his holster and just start waving it around.
2: It's cool, man. It's cool. I'm getting vaccinated in two weeks. Oh, I get it. I shot two weeks ago.
0: (laughs) I slip into my neighbor's house and um, start... Having romance with his wife, and he comes home and he's like,
2: Got the vaccine two weeks ago. Turn on the shower, beckon her in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's like, It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Don't get
0: upset. Yeah.
1: Well,. Suze, this time you're, you know, last time uh it was just the calm before the covid storm. And yes. this time um are you are you also feeling uh <laughs> how are you feeling today cuz something happened yesterday that maybe you're not yeah. too happy about. Um
2: Well, in yeah, well it was pretty bad. In 2016 we had Brexit. In 2019 <laughs> the Tory government won a huge majority and last night England lost in the final the the Euros, the European Championships, which uh, a lot of people did treat like the new Blitz. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> I have had to remind a lot of people all day, you know, we came second in that whole thing. And because people are like, oh, I can't believe this. And yet a lot of very angry men whose fathers didn't love them enough, I guess, uh, have been <laughs> trashing the city.
1: <laughs> right. England lost to Italy, unfortunately. And you were, yes.
2: you were right in... The thick of
1: it, you're right in central London watching the match.
2: Yeah, I decided to go all the way into central London. I don't know what point I was trying to prove either. (laughs) I'm going to go in. I'm going to walk all the way through central London. And it was crazy. But I mean, like on Trafalgar Square was rammed with uh, people screaming, singing. There um, was a lot of pissing in the street. I, sp- I went, Oh, it's wet underfoot. Oh, that's pissed. Uh, but people were like throwing footballs around. So you'd like look in the air and footballs would go, Woo! But I walked wow. through it all, nothing happened to me. It was fine. <laughs>
1: Excellent. <laughs> well, that is uh, hearing about that, James. Now that we're both double, you know, vaccinated and, and mm. over two weeks in, James and I, we should go play a game of piss football together somewhere,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Young and uh,
0: Dundas here. Square here. here in Toronto. We'll pee <gasps> around and
2: kick the oh, ball. Oh, You could splash around in it. You're totally vaccinated. Like yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> get p- piss down in that
2: stuff. Push, push. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I. You... I uh,
0: sorry, Mike. Go ahead. <laughs> no, please. I was just gonna say. Um, I was really sad watching it, partly because I have family in England. And I oh. also, so I was sad for them. But then I also was in a, like a pool, like a betting pool with my friends. Oh. And I would have won like $200, I think, oh. if, if England had won. Wow, and when so you that picked was England me, out. Uh,
2: wait, if that? You, when you picked them out at the beginning, did you go, oh, shit, <laughs> it's England. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I was the only one who picked them. So it was kind of strategic.
2: Oh, you know I see. I mean? You deliberately chose them. I deliberately it wasn't picked them to win. Why did you yeah. do that?
0: I don't know. I don't know that much about... They
2: never win. <laughs>
0: but I listened to a podcast and they, someone on the podcast was saying it. Anyway, and it was like, I'd never really bet on sports before, but I was yeah. so invested. Like, I felt like oh. I was right there with all the English fans. I was really sad. Over $200. What? I had to go for a walk. Wait, you lost
1: two hundred
2: dollars which why well,
0: I, I only put in twenty, but I <laughs> oh, would right, have gotten right. like two hundred
2: it, it is know, when I you see. lose a bet it is like you might as well have lost the money, yeah, yeah, it felt really personal, <laughs> to me.
1: yeah now one thing that i that really uh st- stuck out in my mind is the uh the little gay car at the beginning of the match <gasps> yesterday yeah i uh, I love that car and i was I was happy <laughs> to see it I wonder what what does the future hold for that little gay car
2: oh the gay car I'm I I don't know. I hope it, I think it's got a bright future ahead. I'm hoping that uh, it will be able to deliver other things in the future. Maybe the Olympic torch. I it don't know be... about
0: the little gay car.
2: Oh, have you not seen? Did you no. not watch the, the beginning of the match? Because it's all sponsored by Volkswagen. <laughs> we a must sound remote... absolutely <laughs> insane. <laughs> yeah, it <thought> is. Were... <laughs> the first time I saw it, I did go, "What are we? Okay, okay, then." It's a tiny remote control rainbow Volkswagen and it has the ball in it for the game, and it comes onto the pitch, and everyone cheers, and all the players, like, just look at it, impassive. There's that car with the ball, and then one player gets the ball out, puts it on the spot. But the players don't all go, ha-ha, look, here comes the car, because they're concentrating on the match, so it's weird. It's treated, like, with great reverence, like a visiting dignitary.
1: That's so funny. (laughs) I forget, is the little gay car there? Was it there during the, the two national anthems? Like, sort of just solemnly, like, you know... Paying I, attention,
2: think it, I think it I think it does. I think it <laughs> thinks I hate it hates the booing of the anthems. So. Right.
0: Yeah, did the car try to somehow contort itself to take a knee during the anthems, i wonder? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, bust, it busts its tire off?
2: It was a very beautiful moment when the car stood against racism. <laughs> it was already standing against homophobia just by being a little gay car. <laughs> <laughs> was Volkswagen
0: like you know, the whole Nazi connection isn't a great look. Should we, like, try to make a little gay car or something to even that out?
2: I think this will finally bind us together as in one Europe. <laughs> Meanwhile, the English fans are like, Boo <laughs>
0: <laughs> We hate the gay car! <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah, it's at least there was the gay ca- little gay car, even though uh, England lost. And did you yeah. see... Because the image that we get in North America, we just see the absolute... You know, the the worst aspects of the carnage of like huge drunk men with bald yes. heads screaming. Did you, Did you see, see the men? naked
2: man? Did you see the naked man? <gasps> yes. <guys? laughs> yes. Yes. And- <laughs> I sent
0: uh, a, a screenshot of that to some friends. The guy standing up <laughs> holding an England friends. flag and he had a little <laughs> penis.
2: Yeah. And everyone was going, must be cold that day. It wasn't. Yeah, I was out in it. It wasn't. That I I said I'm in Trafalgar Square right now. I tweeted I'm in mean, there right now. It's crazy, and I just had five different replies going. Did you see the naked guy? <laughs> I wish. How was <laughs> the funny. guy?
0: Oh, sorry, Mike. I was just going to say I sent that photo to Mike and a few other friends, and you know I was I was about to go. Can you believe how tiny his penis is? And then Mike <laughs> replied before I had a chance, and Mike goes, Oh my god, that guy's penis is huge. <laughs>
2: So, I had a I different aspect
1: ratio on my uh, <laughs> okay. d- our, our phone.
2: Art is very subjective. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I wonder why.
0: He, what, he, what he was thinking? I mean, you think he you just <laughs> thought? I know I have a really small penis, but <laughs> what the heck? I don't know. You he know, couldn't did he couldn't wait.
2: He, think- he couldn't wait any longer. He went. I must be naked. I must be as yeah. God made me on this momentous day. Eh, he must yeah. be really embarrassed when England lost. He's like, I got my yeah. tiny penis up for nothing. <laughs> Great,
1: because he's probably not going to get you know, fired in the way people who were, like, tweeting racist things, they're going to yeah. get fired. This guy gets to go back to work and sit in his cubicle, <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, we, started, like, we
0: yeah, saw a girl in his office. He was thinking about asking out, and, you know, they had a flirtatious relationship. Now she's like, oh.
2: Uh, no, that's okay, Aaron. <laughs> Did you see... Because English fans, I mean, we're we're all awful, but some are more awful than others. I'm just like semi awful. There was um, in the Germany match. Germany were two 0 down. Oh, it was brilliant, and they showed in the crowd um, a little blonde girl crying. German yes. blonde girl crying, and uh, t- Twitter went off. But there were like there were there. There's sort of three factions. There were basically four guys who tweeted terrible heinous things and between them they had about a thousand followers like calling her a Nazi one of them said we all know your granddad killed Anne Frank and like sorry but I did a little bit laugh anyway (laughs) they between them they probably had a thousand followers anyway all of these were elevated so much by a lot of people who went this is the worst thing that's ever happened in this country and meanwhile I shouted at the TV as soon as she appeared on TV I went deal with it love (laughs) <laughs> I, that, that was a visceral reaction. But that comes from twenty five years of uh German defeat that I've been watching personally and more than that for everybody else who's a little older. Um so and I tweeted that and I lost two hundred followers. I said, Oh, I just shouted that at the TV. Wow. People were mad. People 200, someone went
0: really?
2: Yeah, two hundred followers. And someone um said to me, You fucking twat, no wonder you're begging for coins on twitch in your mom's back bedroom (laughs) i was like that's pretty that's fair enough (laughs) he
0: knew he kind of a deep dive on you to know you do it in your mom's back bedroom
2: as well they they were a fan and now they are (laughs) oh boy oh boy i drove (laughs) them away by saying deal with it to the blonde crying girl (laughs) like i'm sure
1: that girl is fine she probably doesn't even know that anyone was making fun of her on online
2: so a guy then raised thirty five thousand pounds to give to her, and then but Damn. they couldn't find the family, which suggests the family were like, "Please don't find us. We don't want <laughs> any of this attention." Like that kid would have been fine the next day, but yeah, it was. I, uh, no. I'd be thrilled crazy. if my
0: if my child was crying on TV and got made fun of, and then we got sent. £35,000? I mean, yeah,
2: fine. I think they were probably already rich because they were a whole family attending a knockout game at Wembley Stadium during right. the Euros. Yeah. Uh, so I think they probably were like, oh, we have £35,000. We spent it on tickets and we have more <laughs> £35,000. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah. there's been a lot of discourse for a month. And, but the real winner was football. The real
1: winner was football, oh, like um, yeah. and uh, you know, at least everyone got to watch it for three
2: hours. That's the real. <laughs> that's the important thing. Yes. Yeah, you know, it was quite a night.
1: You know what's funny? Because they were showing. Well, first of all, there were the people in the in the crowd. Tom Cruise was there, fist yeah. bumping uh, David Beckham. Yeah. Uh, weird. Prince <laughs> William and his besuited son <laughs> oh were there. God. And
2: and and Catherine who just sort of stands there she like she's so brittle. She wants out of that family and she knows what would happen if she said she's going to leave. So she just has to sit standing and going, "Yes, very good."
0: You think Kate Middleton is like, "I want out of here."
2: Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Catherine. Yeah, she knows she can't voice it though. They've uh, oh, wow. I don't know anything. They've said to her, you "Don't, you, don't you fucking go anywhere." <laughs> Well,
1: I I saw William the, throughout the tournament, and then he's also popping up at Wimbledon, and seeing him at all these sporting events, I'm thinking, uh, who's governing the country while the <laughs> prince is, you know, watching all of these events?
2: Yeah. Well, luckily, our queen is still hard at it.
0: Yeah, she is. Like, she's in the office answering phones. Yeah. You know, hello.
2: She's queen like on speaking a with a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take it to 300 ki should Tell him. Them- <laughs>
1: Is it a sign of her, I mean, I'd hate to accuse, you know, the monarch of not being patriotic, but sh- I did notice she didn't attend uh, the Euro matches. She so to, you know. um,
2: she hates them <laughs> taking the knee. <laughs> 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 she hates it. She boo- She boos from Buckhouse. Um, I think she's just very old lady. She's a uh, little old I think- she yeah. stopped attending the Royal Variety performance and, and La- Lady Gaga performs at that. She can't even be bothered to show up at that anymore. <laughs> a
1: lazy woman. <laughs> I saw that the Queen was on the set of Coronation Street last week, but she couldn't be bothered to go to football. And she was shaking hands with all the actors from Coronation Street. And I thought they should write her in as like a, like a new person in the neighborhood who steals someone's husband or something. You know? Oh, yes. yeah.
2: Give her an erotic storyline for, for the ages. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's a polyamorous
1: a person in an open <laughs> relationship, and yeah, she's single
2: now. So, and she remembers the '60s, like
1: mm-hmm.
2: she must remember the '60s and summer of love. She's like, now that now that Philip's gone, it's time for the summer of love of my own, <laughs> and we'd all love to see it.
0: There probably Absolutely. is some like ninety-year-old duke, or a few of them, sort of kicking around, like you know, this is my chance.
2: You know, yeah. just to get get some power, she she probably Absolutely. does have some suitors. She's very she is a very powerful woman. Once a week, she has tea with the prime minister. We're never allowed to know what went on in those meetings.
1: Mm. Uh, I think yeah. my imagination just went just went there. <laughs> I think I know what happens.
2: Yeah, what with with Boris Johnson, Britain's yeah. top shagger. <laughs>
0: Wait, people call him Brit- Britain's top shagger.
2: I think it's just me just now. I called oh. Matt Hancock that as well. Our, our newly ex health secretary. He really he's a hell of a shagger.
0: It's um. Yes. It's sort of gross to imagine Boris <laughs> shagging because mm-hmm. I think of his blonde uh, uh, bowl cut haircut bump- yeah. bobbing up and down,
2: <laughs> and it's very yeah. thin. And sometimes mm. his hair's not like he's big on messing up his hair press appearances but sometimes it's the light is just slightly wrong and it just looks like it's shining pink underneath <laughs> That's imagine if you saw that if the sun streamed in because he fancied an afternoon delight and you just saw the pink <laughs> you like, it's like bubble gum
1: <laughs> his, and his is his dad is still alive and is his dad single because I think that he yeah. might, his father might be more age-appropriate for Her her Majesty if they... Uh,
2: yes, Stanley. I think he is single. Right. Well, look, I'll, I'll have my people talk to his people and then have them talk to the Queen's people. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, I pay her wages with my tax. So yes. I, she should date who I say. Have I upset James? I know he's got British yeah. blood. Yeah, James
1: just threw his earbuds <laughs> out of he, his ears and ran he away. He ran from the room.
2: <laughs> Not our queen. He's going to come back with a, a T-shirt with Big Liz on it. Mm. <laughs> um, Keep a sev- civil tongue in your head, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's back. James, I'm sorry. A- I didn't mean to slag off the queen.
0: Oh, that's okay. I had to step away for a second to plug in my computer, so I actually missed it, and I'm I'm so, so I, sorry.
2: We we oh. quipped that you had stormed off into what I'd <laughs> said about me. Yeah. Enough,
1: of yeah, <gasps> enough of this! Yeah, enough
2: um, of this! Yeah. One thing, so uh, the,
1: James and I recently were working on a, a podcast episode where maybe there had been some... Uh, Italian accents that we did for a, a long time and we debated whether, like, oh, should we cut these Italian accents? It's very, like, we're, <laughs> we're doing all sorts of stereotypical stuff and we thought, like, it might, might not look good or sound good. And then watching the, the match yesterday, you see literal Italian people in the stands dressed <laughs> as
2: a slice of pizza or yes. Super Mario. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's commitment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah so. so i think they're fine with it and and doing an italian hand i think uh, it's just a bit of fun when i was on the tube going home we like we fucking ran from the pub because <laughs> i went we better fucking go anna which is my mum's <laughs> name um recovered from covid we we ran we got on the tube and it was just packed obviously with england fans and things were rowdy but pretty chill and these two Italian girls got on wrapped in Italian flags and I did go, oh shit. And then there was just like a well done round of applause but I really like, oh well done you, very British round of applause and then one guy went, I'm never eating pasta again. <laughs> and, then, and then his friend went, or cheese and then he went, no we can eat cheese. And I thought this is all right. This is uh, this is more like it.
1: It <laughs> would be amazing if someone actually stuck to that, like a guy who's like, I'm never eating <laughs> pasta again. He lives to be hundred. He just for seventy years, maybe never gets to eat delicious lasagna, <laughs> lovely or...
2: pasta. Yeah, it's yeah. being served up at dinners. Like uh, someone went, and I've just done a big, I've done a big lasagna for us all, and he goes, Oh no, <laughs> no
1: I, can't. Um, I won't use that. Do
2: you have any toast? <laughs> I'll just have some toast.
1: <laughs> I um I brought a Tupperware full of uh, just yeah some, some crackers and and peanut butter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like salt on salt.
0: <laughs> well, um, there a lot of Italian people live in Toronto, and whenever Italy wins anything, it's crazy here. You know, oh, and. Okay. Uh, Yesterday, I was at I was walking off like my sadness about not winning that money. And (laughs) as I was walking, there's all people uh, hanging Italian flags out of cars and leaning out of their cars. And a guy, um, a group of people in a car <laughs> waving Italian flags just drove right through a red as I was about to cross. Oh, and I could no. have died. What a way to go that would have
2: been. Yeah. Run over by. By celebrating Italian. Canadian, Italian soccer fans. <laughs> I think it would have dampened his high spirits. Me <laughs> too. If you died.
0: It would have been harder for him than me in a way.
2: <laughs> he did like the highs and the lows of football. You yes. got the highs when you win, but the lows when you kill a man while things. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: one have uh ruined football for him for the rest of his life, but uh Yeah.
2: Are yeah. Italians, here's
1: a question. Are Italians mm. allowed to is it sort of like a purge type situation <laughs> when if their team wins, they're sort of allowed to, you know, the the regular Just laws kill. don't apply for a bit. Yeah, you can take one life. Yeah. One Euro life on the count.
2: night. Oh well, because England have never won an international tournament in my lifetime. I, I think that rule could come in. I mean, we've got the World Cup next year. I think they should bring it in because uh, I've got a few people on my list, <laughs> and England
0: are in with a chance. Finally, I, I've so. completely <laughs> had that fantasy, like if the purge was real, and it's probably not ever going to happen.
2: But I if, don't think so. I mean, you've had the, you've at least had the fantasy of like what you'd do. Yeah, yeah, I know who I kill and who i'd rob (laughs) (laughs) not so much rich people either it's (laughs) Mm. oh yeah people i don't want having any money (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) james had you had and i'm not i'm glad that you're safe but had you you been killed by an excited (laughs) italian man your funeral would have turned into just like speech after like anti-italian speech after (laughs) anti-italian speech On what was supposed to be a solemn, you know, celebration of your life, you know?
0: I think I wouldn't have minded so much if they were people from Italy, but they were like young guys, clearly born around Toronto. (laughs) I think that would have been more annoying, you know? They're Canadian, Italian. I mean, come on, at least you want to get run over by somebody from
2: Napoli or Rome. Yeah, Yeah. you You want to be on holiday in Rome and go like, oh, the Euros are on. And then, oh, Italy are in the final. While I'm here, well, this is going to be quite exciting. Mm-hmm. And then you run down, <laughs> yeah, <by your> celebration. <laughs> That's how oh.
1: <laughs> I was surprised to, to see on Twitter, Suze, that you are such a big sports fan. Because yeah. usually, people who are in the arts, uh, who like musical <laughs> yeah. theater, it, it's a bit of a stereotype. But usually, people <laughs> like that don't tend to be huge, you know, fans of sports.
2: No. It doesn't fit. It, like None of it looks good on paper. It's that. That doesn't fit with my personality. And my terrible fear of spiders doesn't fit with my personality. <laughs> They're the two, two things that I just think like, are outliers. No one will guess. Um,
1: How could you be I in musical it... theatre if you don't like
2: spiders? <laughs> if you don't like spiders. Well, I, and it's really bad as well. Because I, I, live, I live with my mom because uh, the arts is very well paid. Mm-hmm. And there was a spider in the bathroom about... Um, when would this? being? been? Nine years ago there was a spider under the glass scales. We had glass scales and the spider was under them. And I was alone in the house and I couldn't use the toilet for eight hours while I waited for my mum to get back. And I was like, I will piss on this couch before. We can't go in the garden. We're very overlooked. I thought, what am I going to do? And yeah, luckily she got back and I went, oh, thank goodness. Get that spider so I can wee. And she, then she couldn't find the spider. And I still have a feeling it's in there somewhere nine years on. It's an
1: elderly oh, spider. God.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> i get just her. jars of pee in your bedroom because you haven't been able to go in the bathroom for
2: weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like <laughs> the aviator, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, All surrounded man. by my piss. Oh, well, a bit like the um, reveler, the England revelers yesterday. Yeah and felt yeah. solidarity Everybody's and kinship. Mm. Yeah, I do love my sports. I think it comes from, and this is a crap reason, because my mum's my job is she's a dressage rider. So mm. I was brought up with her doing competitive dressage. She rides other people's horses, other people's horses who have money. Um, <laughs> the people, not the horses. And uh, <laughs> I think, so I've been brought up like every weekend, it would be go watch mother compete. And I think it's given me like... Mm. Um, a desperation to win. <laughs> That's <laughs> cool.
0: So so dressage is like it's not Yeah. It's sort of horse showing, like you sort of have the horses do
2: So do, the best uh, way tricks. I can describe it is it's like gymnastics for horses. Although mm. to look at it you just think they're just going really slowly and sometimes sideways. <laughs> but they what they're doing is um crazy amounts of flexibility and muscle control so it's kind of like gymnastics but the rider has to look like they're doing nothing and it's a whole mm. partnership with the rider and the horse and um having done like because obviously my mom was like when i was one get on a horse i'm gonna make you just like me and uh like i'm all right but i find dressage incredibly difficult and like really tedious to spend two hours a day on like no thanks you stick with that, mum. So anyone who thinks they can do it, I just go, oh, no, literally, I, I don't remember not knowing how to do it. And I still can't do it. <laughs> did you have any <laughs> like
0: b- close bonds with, uh, you know, the horses your mum rode or that you rode?
1: Or did you yeah. hate them all, each, I hate, every yeah. <laughs> single
2: horse? <laughs> I would wait till she'd gone around the corner to like put their rug away or whatever. And I'd <laughs> go, you should. You should be in a fucking pie I'd say it <laughs> Straight into there I'd, I'd go like that To get their head down I'd go Down here Down here I was four I'd go You should be in a fucking pie You should be dog food mate And then I'd stroll away whistling My mum would come and go What have you What did you do to him There's horses like Because they're big cowards So they're like Ooh.
1: Okay Such yeah. hatred I noticed that uh, now it's a slightly different sport. I think equestrian ju- uh, jumping. Bruce, oh, show jumping! Yeah, Bruce Springsteen's daughter Jessica Springsteen <laughs> is competing with Team USA as a show jumper in Tokyo. So that's exciting.
2: She she's done very well. Yeah, like that show jumping. I don't have the nerve. My mum used to do that, and then she said, oh, as soon as she got pregnant with me, the first one, the best one, um, <laughs> she she was like, oh, it didn't feel very safe jumping anymore. So she didn't do it oh. anymore.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, if you were still in your mum's womb, that, that could have rocked you around a bit.
2: Yeah, she still rode up until, like, days before I was born, but <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> which I think is weird. Oh. I think that's a weird feel like to feel like
0: shaking up a... A pop, yeah. you know, Like a well, if a Coke you went into labor on a horse,
2: <laughs> I, yeah. I could have been the first baby born on a horse.
0: <laughs> you know what? If in dressage the point is to act like you're, you know, you're not doing anything or exerting any effort, yeah, it would be amazing if your mom... she probably would have won the competition if during a dressage competition she gave birth to you but just didn't react and acted like it's nothing. Yes, you know I mean? like a
2: Scientologist. Oh, they- <laughs> yeah. Or like Emily Blunt in The Quiet Place. Yeah, just like, Mm. everything's fine. And then at the end, presents to Judge a baby just covered in (laughs) grease and blood and stuff. (laughs) Gets the horse to cut the cord with its teeth. (laughs) Chomp.
1: (laughs) It would make the athlete stand out, anyone who did, yeah, give birth Mm -hmm. on on a damn horse. Yeah. 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 Very I think your mom, point. your mom made a bad decision by by not doing that. So. Yeah, I just yeah. think
2: she's made a series of bad decisions uh, <laughs> to do with babies and dressage. <laughs> so I guess we're
1: all in agreement that it's good that the Tokyo Olympics are going ahead, even though uh, <laughs> cases of COVID are on the rise in Japan, and they have only, uh, I think, vaccinated fifteen percent of the population. Oh,
2: really? Have they not? Vac- have they not got a good vaccination program in Japan? I don't know why. I think I'd like. Oh, they'll have that all sorted over there. I assume that as well. Like you'd, yeah. you'd expect
1: a country like Japan to be on on
2: top of it, but they've
1: really fallen asleep at oh, the COVID yeah. wheel. Yeah,
2: too busy worrying about the Olympics. Not yeah. enough time worrying about COVID. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it definitely seems like a recipe <clears throat> for disaster. Yeah. Having a international like athletic These competition when you are having a COVID problem, but yeah, I guess we'll see
2: they've got no crowds have they they've decided no audience no crowds um they've asked all
1: the uh athletes to uh to not associate with anyone outside of their bubble so they've okay this this was like a story a week or two ago where it's like the olympic committee has distributed like one hundred and sixty thousand condoms to the olympic village but they're Telling the athletes they're just souvenirs and that they shouldn't use them (laughs) under any circumstances?
2: That's so stupid. That's like, here, everyone gets a complimentary bottle of vodka, but don't you have a swig? Not even once. That's really funny.
0: Who's going to be, you know, when you're 65 and you're telling your grandkids about uh, being in the Olympics and it's like, yeah, this is my medal. This was my past to get in. Oh, this was the condom that they gave us that also we weren't allowed to use.
2: Yeah. yeah. Luckily, it's unused because we were forbidden.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, grandson, I want you to use this. <laughs> or there's like someone from some like a, i'm imagining a canadian athlete just like following the rules and sitting in their room at the olympic village and just putting the condom on and silently <laughs> masturbating
2: <laughs> but, but they, they like a single tear of pride for their nation yeah oh the
0: canada <laughs>
2: <dust>. <laughs> they put a wank their way to gold <laughs> thank you olympics is there
1: anyone or any sport any athlete in particular any team that you're uh excited to to watch
2: i mean it's boring isn't it but oh i mean this isn't boring um in the athletics uh oh where's my home to my sound oh come back still hear you oh oh no it's fine it's fine I hit a thing I hit a thing. Well we have a British sprinter um there'll be there will be no change in my sound it was my fault. Um <laughs> okay. they, we have a British sprinter called Dina Asher Smith who is we haven't had a decent like a really good medal hopeful in the athletics for a long time in the sprint. So she'll be good. Uh but obviously the dressage. Mm. And and okay. it's really it's really literally when the dressage comes on i feel like um a megastar on social media because i'm there answering questions from people telling people right. telling people angles of uh, horses heads and whether it was correct or not giving people stats on past performances from that horse but we've got a good deep good decent british dressage team i don't think it's going to be double gold like it was in london or uh, it was just one gold in uh, Rio. I don't think we've got that this time, but I think there's good chances of medals. Watch out for <laughs> Charlotte Dujardin on Geo. All right, stable name. Pumpkin. I will be. Watch
1: out. Now this is a dumb question. Uh, how they do the horses all fly to Japan, <laughs> no, or do they, they take just a
2: boat?
0: <laughs> I think they disassemble oh. and reassemble them.
2: <laughs> it's like IKEA.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or like, a, you know, they've set up a, a concert or something. They got to take everything down and build it back up. Yes. So the you kind of like, just keep the yeah. horse's head and body in a you
2: know, freezer in type a, thing. They're in um, formaldehyde. <laughs> and you screw the head back on if you have to turn yeah. it the right way or it doesn't go in properly. Uh, they do fly. Flying horses horse. was fly. They fly. They often will dope them for the flight. So they don't go berserk on a plane because that has happened before, and horses have to be put down because the plane. Get me out of here! Get
1: me off this plane! Yeah, that's (laughs) about it.
2: Hasn't happened for a long time, but it used (laughs) used to happen more. That's a good point. That's a horrible because
0: yeah, like I mean, it's one thing if a dog is freaking out on a plane, but if you got a horse freaking,
2: out (laughs) Running up and down the aisles of the
1: the damn plane. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, get back in your seat. Um,
2: I had a premonition. <laughs> they are cowards. Yeah. They just make them a little bit sleepy on the plane, so they don't like knock them out or anything. <laughs> right, just horses are a bit dopey.
1: I just read this article about the the state of of um, different sport, but like horse racing in North America, and how COVID has been an unexpected like uh, boom time for oh, horse racing
2: really?
1: because it's one. It was one of the few sports that didn't fully stop ever when everything else did. Because the and horses I, can't get it. They can't get it? And <laughs> I was very surprised to it makes sense, but to learn that like all these horses are just like pumped full of so many drugs. Specifically <laughs> this one that they give them on like the night before or the morning of a race that makes them piss like up to thirty pounds of urine to make them lighter and faster. And then they're yeah. like they're thirsty the whole the whole race.
2: Yeah, yeah, like bodybuilders who dehydrate before uh. <laughs> mm. Before a big uh, competition, uh, so they can look ultra ripped. Yeah, I don't have much to do with the horse racing world, and by much, I mean none.
0: (laughs) Well, you're you're slightly involved.
2: Well, we have (laughs) a
0: good 15 minutes of questions here, Dad. So I hope you do know a little.
2: I've got a few, we've got a few questions we think you should answer. (laughs) So called Suze, that is my name. Yeah, wow. it's, uh, yeah, horse, the horse racing world is crazy. I mean, the amount of money involved. I mean, dressage is nuts. Like an Olympic dressage horse would cost you one, two, three million pounds. I don't know what really? that is in dollars. Yeah. Wow. Uh, they, I mean, the Vallegro, who won Olympic gold 2012 and 2016, they could have named their price. Someone would have paid 50 million for that horse, um, but he wow. wasn't for sale. Uh, but yeah, the horse racing is another level
0: yeah um your analysis of dressage is really good i feel like you could be a television analyst for dressage because how many people are you know used to be on camera and are very talented well, in that way and know about <laughs> dressage it's got to be a small
2: pool i i uh would my mom would be annoyed if that happened she'd be like well <laughs> you don't know anything you just sound like you do because other people know less than you. <laughs>
1: How about this? A mother-daughter dressage <gasps> analyst sports team.
2: Ooh, uh, yeah, on the red button. I don't know if you have the red button on our remotes. You have the red button that it takes you to an alternate channel. So, you could, we could be the alternate commentary. And it's like these, this bickering mother and daughter team, who have, we, and we have the exact same voice as well. So, it just sounds like one person talking to themselves.
0: It just gets derailed into personal arguments about uh,
2: yeah. you know, yeah, getting the child out of the bathroom. Yeah, yeah she'd all passag, like, oh, don't worry, we'll check the bathroom. Before you go in it, I'll be like, why are you doing this now? (laughs) Why why are you doing this now? Anyway, great extended trot. He's got all tens for that. (laughs) So I'm
1: I'm trying to think of, I don't really know anything about Canada's Olympic team, except that (laughs) I believe we're sending
2: an 11-year-old skateboarding
1: champion (laughs) We oh, are? yeah, you said. Yes. Yeah, because nice. the
2: Brits have got a 12-year-old American as their skateboarding team, which means she didn't get onto the American team. And that she was yeah. like, which which country sucks at skateboarding that I could get on <laughs> with? And the Brits were like, we'll have you. Yeah.
0: I guess, yeah, you don't think of England when you think of, like, skateboarding. <laughs> no. So much. I don't know why. No.
2: I, I grew up, like, because I was friends with all the, like, grungy kids when I was at... Um, school i'd dress like them and then be listening to les mis and stuff <laughs> but they, they there was a lot of skateboarding went on some of them were quite good but not olympics good obviously actually i think it's the first time it's been at the olympics but
0: i think so too
2: yeah yeah, yeah
0: I, I read there's new sports it's like yeah rock skateboarding, climbing yeah rock one. climbing
2: rock is, climbing is really yeah. funny with no like what do they do do they just run up the wall really they must be so fast yeah
0: yeah you um to... Sue's here Mike has talked about this before, but here in Toronto, they near sort of relatively near where Mike and I live. There's a rock big sort of rock climbing gym, and it's sort of notable to us because it prior to it being a rock climbing gym a few years ago, it was the last adult movie theater in uh the province oh, the last one whole different kind of rock.
2: Oh <laughs> shit! Oh.
0: oh really? Well,
2: and, yeah. and then, then it was the wrong time in place would when... be like
0: 2012, and you're walking down the street, <gasps> and then there's a big I thought adult you meant, like the theater.
2: 70s. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> this was like not
0: long ago, and not in a bad neighborhood either. It was very right? strange.
1: No, it was like beside a grocery store and like some neighborhood bars and like. <clears throat> I don't know, like a ESL center, and then just an old porno theater.
2: That's really funny. And what they had, like we we show all the best movies all day, and you just see guys walk in with their heads down. It really <laughs> was
1: like. Like, the people you see in, like, Taxi Driver in the porno movie scene, (laughs) just, like, men wearing dark coats and, like, their collars up and stuff. and
2: Uh, Ordering all their sweets from Diane Abbott at the front desk. I like it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's sort of the sort of um, shame you you see of some bros going into a strip club, you know? But I feel like going into an adult movie theater in 2010... It's like a new, <laughs> yeah. a new level of like, And it's shame. the fact,
2: like, you're not going to go in there with mates, at least if it's a strip club. You're like, hey, yeah. we're all lads going to the strip yeah. club together. You're not you're, you're not going to go like, let's all go and watch a porno. Yeah, let's yeah. watch
0: a porno together
2: with we're some other we, dudes. We don't
0: hang out <laughs> enough
1: anymore. <laughs> and it had a, um, a refreshment stand. So you could, because I, I went to it once to see like a, like an indie movie screening, because they rented it out to bands oh, yeah, and, right. and, and whatever. Oh, of course, because they're not. I'm not gonna make quote, that much money
2: just showing <laughs> yeah.
1: the porn. but you could buy, like, I guess, to watch a anus movie or a whatever, uh, <laughs> or a jizz vagina movie.
2: Or, uh, yeah, well, well put. Or um, just tits. <laughs> just tits. Just one ticket if for the tits movie, please. You, just the tits, please. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little chaste today.
1: <laughs> Is, well, you could will get there get be them. any
2: buttocks on display? <laughs>
1: count me out um, <laughs> but you could buy a chocolate bar and like popcorn and like a, a Coca-Cola and go sit down and watch oh,
0: your your vagina what? movie and they had a sign right? about their coffee yeah
2: it's the kind of place you can imagine like people go the problem with it, that place is it does the best coffee in town so people go in there to get their <laughs> yeah. coffee but they yeah, never I'm don't not
0: interested in the movies <laughs> or any of that but they got the best coffee that's why they yeah. go every morning don't
2: even bother trying to sell me a ticket No, it's not (laughs) happening. One coffee, please. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And it had, I guess it had been a legitimate theater once upon a time. And so it had murals on the sides of the walls in in the (laughs) cinema of, like, Humphrey Bogart and Marilyn Monroe (gasps) and the Marx Brothers. So, So there'd be just these, like, men, like. Furtively masturbating in the shadows while, like Humphrey Bogart, looking. Groucho
2: Marx with a cigar, like, "Hey,
1: yeah." Every guy's it, dream is to was wank closer, off. I'd be,
2: <laughs> yeah. just to every right guy's
0: off. ultimate fantasy to wank off and have the Marx <laughs> brothers
1: watching him.
2: Popo Marx, like, "Huh." <laughs> <laughs>
1: I never want to be part of a porno cinema that had me
2: (laughs) masturbating inside of it. I do my singing in the bathroom, because when I sing, everybody goes to the bathroom. And there's a guy just like jerking off going, it's a good line, Groucho. (laughs) I love the golden age of Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) We'll never again see the like. (gasps) And he says he doesn't even watch
1: the
0: movie. He is looking at you, kid. Oh, wow, really looking at you. Holy cow, you've
2: got a oh, penis. I'm going to look the other way. <laughs> hey, what, if the, what if the porno movie, what if you went and you were like, do you know what, fuck it, I'm going to watch a porno in the porno movie theatre. One day there won't be any left and maybe this is my only chance and you go in mm. and the movie is just... Naked guy at the Euros on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> on a But He's just dancing around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's climbing on stuff and yeah.
0: I think, I honestly think if it was still there, I would have genuinely gone in just to, yeah. I would want to go with somebody or something, but just for the yeah. experience. But you Pay wouldn't want to respects. be a loo and make the other people <laughs> yeah. there feel bad. But I, yeah. I, I, I kind of wish I had gone in, I guess.
1: I wonder if well, there was like a, um, a like uh, a big porno fan like an old school porno fan who sort of got <laughs> in an accident and was in a coma and then the cinema turned from a porno movie theater into a rock climbing gym, gym and he walks in he's like what, what's happening <laughs> who's the president what year is
2: this <laughs> who are all these no. freaks climbing
0: walls
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh i really t- my imagination has been captured by these murals i like like guys going in and the, mo- the for some reason the porno movie it's just not doing it for them they're desensitized so they look at marilyn but then they find mm. weirdly it's laurel and hardy that do it for them. yeah and they're like yeah <laughs> um i like i think marilyn Moreau is a very sexy woman but when it comes to that mural it's all about laurel and hardy yeah. yeah, there's some <laughs> quality. They, they can't get enough of it. They just go into the mural <laughs> and have <some> away. <laughs> this reminds me of
1: have either of you seen the uh the Michael Caine, Bob Hoskins movie Mona Lisa?
2: No. Oh. So it's Now Bob that's Hoskins, different than who
0: framed Roger Rabbit.
2: It's a little <laughs> different. Um, Michael Caine okay. is Jessica Rabbit in this film. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, there's a scene, like a sequence where Bob Hoskins is looking for someone's daughter who maybe has gone into prostitution or something. So he's he's walking around the streets of Soho in the rain, going into peep shows and porno theaters, like holding up a a teenage girl's picture. And the soundtrack is like a a solo Phil Collins song. And it just is such a weird uh, mesh of visuals and audio. (laughs) What song? It's yeah. I should have looked this up. It's um. um
2: d- is it that one that goes? Dun, 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 I can't remember what that song. Is. <laughs> <laughs> he always sounds. Re- he sounds like he's too into it when he sings. Easy it. lover. No, it's the. Easy it's slower. Love- I can it's feel it cool. coming in the air. No, not that one, with the do 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 do, do. Yeah. Oh, no, it's In
1: Too it, Deep. Into Too G- Deep was a Genesis oh, song that he I sang. I, I love, love you, but I'm in too deep, right? I think that's
2: the one I meant, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's
1: walking around, uh, you know, this seedy area while Phil Collins <laughs> sings. A very nice song, yeah. Okay. I,
0: I can't believe, I can never get over that Phil Collins was like a big pop star i feel like that would never be allowed to happen now with like a little bald man
2: and And you know what i mean i love phil collins yeah but he wasn't even a guitarist do you remember when he um have you heard about him at live aid well i i know that he did
1: both of them but that's that's the extent of what i know
2: yeah so the live aid you know these concerts were all organized about six weeks in advance one at wembley stadium one in philadelphia i think wasn't it um so they got both going on at the same time and yeah they bob um geldof said it would be really amazing if we managed to get people to be at both of them and but they had to organize their own transport so phil collins was like yeah I'll do it and he organised a private jet and then he was the only one and he thought like everyone will think what a good deed and every, and like the British press were like wanker <laughs> it's like Paul Phil Collins he, he literally he, he talks about it he, like, obviously 20 years later he goes oh if I'd known I was going to be the only one I wouldn't have done it I felt a prat
1: <laughs> just picturing him sitting like Charlie Brown on his private jet alone just going like I have
2: no everyone friends everyone thinks <laughs> Yeah, everyone thinks I'm a proper bell end for doing this. <laughs> and he shows up in Philadelphia and plays.
1: It <laughs> uh, is amazing that he was that big of a star. Yeah, you're yeah. right, James, that like you're you're not allowed to be a bald guy these days and be that famous, you know? It's oppressive. But yeah. really, like what was he in his height in the
0: eighties? It's hard to say because he could have been younger and just looked older, but he looks like a a 40 year old, um, I don't know, like barman or something, or yeah, farmer. like
2: he he didn't look and like, yeah, a, like pop a, star. a restaurant manager, yeah, not even a good restaurant who's going, who's yeah. he, like a waitress is having trouble, and he's like, Sandra, <laughs> a word, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, he'll tell off the waiting stuff in front of customers and stuff, that's what he looks like, yeah. Oh boy. So final final Olympics picks, Ooh. Suze. Oh my final picks to the Olympics. Um what hey, keep a close eye on the Brits in the I don't know about the uh, Canadians I'm afraid because I think you guys are more winter Olympics.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. we yeah. Yeah. I think we, we don't do too well in the summer.
2: What think... ah, but what about uh, your famous eighty sprinter Ben Johnson?
1: Yes, yes. nineteen eighty
2: eight Seoul. <laughs> yeah. That
1: Seoul, was bullshit. This Seoul, Ben
2: Johnson
0: a conspiracy oh. theory.
1: <laughs> Someone told me that their teacher, I forget who it was, a friend said that when... Because uh, Canada sues. Uh, we were all captivated by Ben Johnson's gold medal Aww. win, and we were absolutely destroyed when it was uh, taken oh. away from him. <laughs> so but soon. A friend told me that in school, the teacher told the whole class that Ben Johnson, his uh, <laughs> he tested positive for drugs because Carl Lewis, the American... Yeah. had had uh, spiked his spaghetti. What? <laughs> wow. That's like a QAnon level conspiracy. That's
2: amazing. Oh, my God. That was a real conspiracy theory that went around. That's, yeah. I love it. Wait until ben, ben Johnson. Every
0: night Ben Johnson would eat his big plate of spaghetti before <laughs> you know
1: before his race.
2: He yeah. loves it. it. Like Carl a Lewis, you know? yeah.
1: He always Carl gets Lewis. up to wash his hands, and that's your opportunity.
2: uh, Carl Lewis, he he jumped in because he was good at long jumps. So he jumped all the (laughs) way in and he went, he he, he," sprinkled it on with a salt shaker. (laughs) And then, oh, poor Ben Johnson. There's an amazing documentary about it called, I think it's called The Dirtiest Race in History. And it's uh, Ben Johnson. He's kind of maintains. He's like, yeah, I got caught doing drugs. Also, I am the best sprinter who ever lived. I don't think he's a very clever yeah. guy. He really maintains he's an amazing <laughs> runner. Like, no, yeah, you were pretty good, but you were on loads of steroids and Carl Lewis wasn't, which is why he won the race.
0: I've definitely heard the Canadian media spin it like everyone was on steroids. He was just the one that got yes.
2: caught. Yeah, I yeah. think some have been caught in the years following it, like, I think about 10 years <laughs> later, Lympho Christie got caught doing something, I but it, it's not known whether he was or not. Carl Lewis, it was a cold medication that you're not allowed, and he was mm. like, I had a cold, and everyone went, oh, well, there you go. But yeah, I think all the others yeah. have, have, at various points, been roided up. But Ben, ben Johnson, Johnson looked, yeah. he tested- was shiny with it. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know when they get those crazy roid bodies and he, he looked like a, a house going, time to run and the IOC
1: actually they tested the remains the scraps of his plate of spaghetti and it was the drugs were just off the charts
2: on it yeah Yeah, well I'm a little sore hearing about pasta you know this (laughs) yes condolences pain runs
1: deep yeah well um, unless uh, we have any other uh, sports predictions or (laughs) or hopes for the future I think that about uh, does it for the
2: episode Oh. Sue, thank you so much for joining us for this historic third time. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, this is my f- favourite podcast to guest on. Oh, um, yes. When I go on other podcasts, I, I sit there in disgust.
1: <laughs> and it's fair to say that Thank after this so appearance, much. you won't be invited on Ben Johnson's uh, podcast either. I mm. thought you were
2: going to say after this appearance, you're not going to be invited on again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the store is closed. Has yeah, Ben Johnson got podcast? Our laughter a podcast? was insincere. Um, it was actually <laughs> yeah. terrible. I don't know if Ben Johnson is is in has like a public uh, no podcasting guy. profile not, anymore.
2: Not like yeah. Lance Armstrong, who. Um, I watched a documentary. Sorry, I will make this last thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a chatty person. When uh, Lance Armstrong obviously got found to have been doping on bikes for since he was 21. He, he finally was like, I think first doped when I was 21. And he still maintains he's a god. And at the end of this documentary, he was like, I lost everything. I lost absolutely everything. And then the final caption was like, at the Tour de France this year, the commentary team will be led by Lance Armstrong. He also <laughs> has his own podcast he does with another cyclist who got caught. And you're like, this guy has suffered no consequences. He's yeah. still really rich. <laughs> I guess the only thing he lost
1: was Cheryl Crow's love and affection. Oh yeah, <laughs>
2: she was like um, goodbye.
0: <laughs> Sue's uh, speaking of Ben Johnson and what he's up to now. Yeah. About ten years ago, he did do a commercial. I'm not joking with this sort of oh. local sleazy, uh, <gasps> local sleazy business guy called Frank <laughs> D'Angelo, and it was for oh uh, yeah yeah it was for <laughs> yeah. Cheetah Energy Drink. It's called Cheetah Energy Drink. And I could send you the commercial or you could look it up. But Ben oh. Johnson, in the in the commercial, the, the sort of sleazy media guy, Frank D'Angelo, was like, uh, so is it true? Did you cheetah? And then Ben Johnson is like, yes, I cheated. And then everybody in the crowd goes, oh. and then he holds up the Cheetah Energy Drink and he's like, see, I cheated. And then drinks the drink.
2: That's beautiful. And the crowd all yeah. like, they respectfully applaud. Exactly. Like, like, like the players applauding the little car. Like, Very good, well done. (laughs) Well, I like that. I like that because it suggests he's still maintaining, I didn't cheat by doing (laughs) steroids even though I was caught. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Full of the fuckers. Oh, <laughs> um, well, th- thank you that so much. Sense. That's a wonderful gem. I'm going to immediately tell my podcast husbands, Chris and Masood, from my podcast. <laughs> oh,
1: yes, please, please show them the cheetah energy drink <laughs>
2: video. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we do talk about Ben Johnson quite a lot.
1: <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's a mystery. You could do the, you know, the. did uh, he do yeah we
2: could do the spaghetti one that's good yeah Yeah. there's a clip of him on that documentary going when i he's like i'm the best sprinter that ever lived when i run catch me if you can like well we could but you were on loads of performance enhancing drugs anyway (laughs) (laughs) well when uh when and where can people find you online suze well uh i twitch stream occasionally it's it's very sporadic And sometimes I do it a lot of times a week, sometimes not for two weeks, but twitch.tv slash Suze Kempner. And I'm on a podcast called Mystery on the Rocks, which is true crime and cocktails and shouting. I do the shouting. It's Mystery on the Rocks podcast. And I'm on the, the official Queen podcast, which is just called the Queen podcast. We talk about Queen, the band, not the lady. I hate her, you know how much I hate
1: her <laughs> Very exciting, and both of, the, of those podcasts I believe have been like uh, singled out by The Guardian, right? As uh, as ones oh, you should yeah. listen to Oh
2: Thank, yeah, thanks for that because I forgot <laughs> Yeah, yeah Mister on the Rocks was uh, yeah, top 50 funniest podcasts in the world uh, and we got a lot of <laughs> blowback for that because there were people who were like who the fuck are they? <laughs> we're like the least <laughs> successful podcasts on the list um, but we still were on it and uh Queen pod, I think, got recommended in The Guardian. Yeah. If you like Queen and you love to laugh, I've got you covered. <laughs> I love Queen, but I am very, very somber. So I, I can't. <laughs> stick stick to just the Ben Dun- Johnson documentary. <laughs> Excellent. And your uh, Twitter handle, I forget if you mentioned it. it oh, is... yeah. Twitter.com slash Sue's UK, UK. Not very good at. <laughs> remembering my various <laughs> uh, uh, platforms. <laughs>
1: Excellent. Well, we'll put all that stuff in the show notes. And uh, oh, James, should we put your Twitter handle in in the show notes as well? Yeah, I I would love that.
0: All right. <laughs> Thank you. It's a deal. Thank you, Michael.
1: All right. Well. Oh, love. Till next time, everybody.
0: Bye. <laughs> bye. Well, Mike. Before we uh, wrap up this episode, you know, um, what's what's one thing everybody knows about you and I?
1: That we are uh <laughs> we're almost the same height, but you're a little taller than me, and it I'll I it really bugs no. me.
0: No, well that's not true because I'm a fair bit taller than you, but um everybody knows that we love our fans. We love our oh, listeners. Absolutely to to a almost worrying degree. I mean we are all over them. Yeah. Yeah, we we're freaks for them. Yeah. And um one of our listeners sent in a little thing he made um, where he uh, had his own idea Mm -hmm. for a spinoff of Landlord Tenant Podmas. And because we love our listeners, we thought, let's play this goddamn thing. So, uh, here's a little thing. (laughs) Oh, my. So, here's a little thing made by listener Nate, who uh, had his own spinoff idea for the Landlord Tenant Podmas. And we'll leave you on that. Thanks, everybody. Good night.
2: Hey, I'm Nate. And I'm Johnny. We're the hosts of the Fanlord and Ten Minute Podcast. I own my house. And I rent an apartment several
1: miles away. But this isn't about us. It's not? No, it's about Landlord James and Tenant Mike. What kind of name is Landlord? This is exactly why we're doing this podcast. See, I'm a big fan of the Landlord and Tenant Podmas, and Johnny lost his earbuds.
2: It's true. I can't find them anywhere.
1: So I've been describing the podcast to Johnny every week, and he insists I do it in ten minutes or less. Hey, I'm busy. So I figured, what the S? Might as well record it. You know, for posterity. And for evidence. That's right, Johnny. So come along, won't you, and subscribe to the Fanlord and Ten Minute Podcast, the only podcast that has the butts to answer the question, what did James and Mike and their guests talk about on that episode of the
2: Landlord and Tenant Podmas? Listen, because I can't.